When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. Also brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. This is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. We're counting down to the final home game of the season. Welcome inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, along with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank, and he's back. Joe John Finley joins us. Third time we've had a chance to talk to Coach Finley. Welcome back, Joe John. I know uh, a tough week after a tough loss to Baylor, but what, what has this week of preparation been like now coming off the adversity of Saturday? Uh, it's been really good. Guys have responded really well. You know, we get uh, got to watch the tape, uh, learn from it, and get better, and and then we got to go. We can't turn this one loss into two losses. They know that. Uh, we got a lot of things on the table in front of us, and and uh, they've done a great job uh, responding to, to adversity. You've got you know one of the captains of this football team in your room, Joe John and Jeremiah Hall, and I actually was able to talk to Jeremiah after the Baylor loss. And you know one of the things that he he wanted to focus on was making sure that the guys on this team knew that there's still a lot to play for. Is that the message Jeremiah and yourself have been spreading in your room? And is that kind of the message that is being spread amongst this team right now? It is. You know, we, uh, you know, we, we tell these guys that it's, man, you, you put yourself in a great position throughout the rest of the year. You won nine games in a row. And uh, obviously it didn't turn out how we wanted to on Saturday. But because of the nine games, you're nine and one. You're still sitting here with everything in front of you. Uh, and... You know, we've been in this position before at Oklahoma when I played here and when, when uh, you know, over the past few years. And, 
you know, there's still a lot to play for that we, we got to go do our job, focus in on, on the process, don't worry about the results, and, and uh, the, the, the results take care of themselves. You know, again, we're, we're, we're taping this on a Wednesday, so you've wiped what happened on Saturday and have moved on. But, Joe John, looking back on Saturday, what kind of stood out as some of the, some of the coaching points from you when you watched the tape of the game against Baylor? Uh, for me, you know, it's just it's, it's a constant um, deal every week that you do as a coach. you got to get your players on edge. You know, if, if you're not completely locked in on edge to, to the physical uh, part of the game, uh, the playmaking part of the game, if you're just a little bit off, even if you don't play bad as a team, if everybody takes their turn, you know, making a mistake, kind of like we did on Saturday, and you play a good team, especially good defense like Baylor, you know, you're, you're going to have a chance to get beat. And uh, that's what we're harping on. You know, you can't take a playoff. You can't take your turn. You can't have your penalty. You can't have your turnover. You can't, you can't miss your block on this one play. And now all of a sudden, instead of second 10, it's third and 12. And, and now you're in a third and long situation. And, and that stuff just adds up. And you're just constantly trying to remind these guys, if you are not on edge 100% mentally and in attack mode, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit off. And, and we've done a good, good job the rest of the year. You know, even when we started like that, we, we, we find a way to turn it on in the fourth quarter. And, and we weren't able to do that on Saturday. So that's my big message to the tight ends. And, and, uh, and to our group, we got to go. We got to go attack. Uh, Joe John, looking at these last two games now, uh, been a bit of a struggle running the football, and your guys play a huge role in, in the run game with what you guys are asking uh, Jeremiah Hall and Stogner and Braden Willis to do. What, what do you think the major issues have been, and, and where do you guys need to see some improvement as a full offensive unit to get this run game going a little bit? I think just kind of like that same mentality, the physicality, you know what I mean? We, we're trying to be a little too finesse, in my opinion, as far as our mentality blocking people. You know, we, we got to get back to uh, driving people off the ball, striking people instead of just trying to fit up and stay on. You still have to go strike, change the line of scrimmage, and uh, that, that involves everybody from the running backs to the tight ends to the offensive line and even the receivers out on the edge. And then we got to do a great job. Like I said, can't take your turn. If we do get a run and we got it called back with the holding, you know, it kind of negates that. It kind of takes the air out of everything. And so just the consistency of, of playing physical fast and finishing runs, turning two yards into six yards, turning four yards into eight yards. And now you're looking at better situations to put the offense in and, and, and a lot easier to call plays when it's second and three instead of second and ten. Yeah, but my math, you guys were sitting in third and eight, you know, a majority on, on Saturday, and that's got to be frustrating. One follow-up on that, when you talk about trying to be too finesse, does that then become a technical issue or more of a mental mindset issue, Joe John? All of the above. You know, you got to have you got to have that mentality of, especially when you go play a good team on the road in an environment – those guys had their back against the wall. You knew they were going to come out with that edge. You've got to be able to match that every single week. And again, when you got this on your on your uh, on your jersey, it doesn't matter who you're playing. You know you're going to get their best shot. And so uh, we just got to come out and every single week, same mentality: attack, 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 finish runs. And uh, if you catch the ball, finish, man, finish. Turn. If you get hit on the 33 and you go down on the 33, something's wrong. You know, and that's. That's the mentality that, that we, we need to take into these final weeks. We were showing some highlights earlier of Jeremiah Hall making a couple of catches. And it's interesting because if you look at the stats at that point, Caleb Williams was just two of six on one of the receptions and four of nine on the others. I bring that up 
or the other? Because how key is it for your guys to, you know, be reliable, be that gosh, security blanket, if you will, at a time when either a quarterback is struggling or he needs to find somebody to make a play for him? It's big time, man. That's everything in the past game. As far as being a receiver tight end, if, if you're responsible for catching the ball, you have to be consistent in what you're doing. And that starts on Monday in practice. You know, if you run it one way Monday, another way Tuesday, you know, quarterback's not going to have the confidence that, that it's going to be the same all the time. So now he's second guessing. And so that, that, that involves the preparation and just making sure he knows exactly where you're going to be. That way he's confident to let that thing go, even into tight coverage. And then when it gets there, you got you, you to gotta go make that play. Again, the mentality of that's my ball. Nobody's going to take it from me. Nobody's going to knock it down. Even if it's a tough catch, they're not all going to be perfect. And uh, you, you got to have that mentality. I'm, I'm going to make the play. It doesn't matter. So you, you look at the guys in your room, Joe John, you know, some of the most veteran players on this entire roster. After, after going to Waco and, and, the losing, and losing the way that you guys did, where do you think the mentality of this team is that right now I think this team it's it's got strong leadership from a player perspective and obviously from a coaching perspective but what what is the sense you get of where this team's mentality is at going into this game against Iowa State I think they're a little bit pissed off you know and that's it's exactly what they should be you know it's it's uh, you, you hear you get all this outside chatter about Oklahoma football and how it's you know not any good and and you know including myself, you know, it's, it's, it's still Oklahoma football. We're 9-1 and one right now. We got something to prove, similar to Baylor last week. Man, we got our back against the wall, and that's my mentality. We got to come out fighting and, uh, and attack in, in, in every phase of the game, uh, offense, defense, special teams, and go take it. You know, there, nobody's going to give it to you in this league, especially in these last couple of weeks. Everybody's playing for, for everything right here. So uh, that's the mentality that, that my room has, and that's the mentality that I feel on the football field. Orthodontics exclusively brings us Eichert's Intel to wrap up our first segment. Gabe, Jeremiah Hall. Jeremiah Hall. He's been one of the most consistent players on this team. And just a nice little concept here, a little delay. Uh, a lot of people call this the, oh, you know what screen. <laughs> but he's just, Joe John, he's just continued to produce. He's playing banged up. He, he's battling through injuries. And I just, uh, I love everything 27's about. That's right, and and just like you said, I mean, this is a, a play where it's it's a little bit of a delay, the oh shoot play, and uh, you got to have some great feel right here. You know, you got to have great timing. It takes some patience. Usually, when you have a, a freshman run this play, he gets out there way too early and gets covered, and so you just got to kind of have some patience, sit right there, wait for the zone to open up, and then pop out, and then take a great angle, catch the ball, and go finish. And, and that's tough against this Baylor team. Because, and Gabe, you've talked about this. Joe John, you've you studied them and, and were prepared for it. They're really good at a lot of that underneath stuff, aren't they? Right. Those and it's, and not only Jeremiah's patience, but also Caleb Williams' patience there, right? Knowing, hey, the zone's going to clear. It's going to clear. He's going to be there. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. <laughs> and then to have the patience to deliver that ball. Now, would like to see, uh, Doyle got the stiff arm a little bit. I'd like to see Jeremiah plant that one in his chest. But, you know, you, sometimes it goes like that. Exactly right. It was fun to watch. All right, quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Iowa State with Sooner assistant coach Joe John Finley here on the Coach's Corner. Thank you to our Cornerstone television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health. OGND 
and Coca-Cola. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Bud Light, it's for the fans. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Final segment with Joe John Finley, coach. Uh, before we get into Iowa State a little bit, let's talk about a few of your guys. Spend some time on Jeremiah Hall, obviously a guy that has been in this program for a while. I think you, you joked last time we talked about how you'll get your morning coffee and there's Jeremiah Hall right there next to you. How important is it to have experienced guys like Jay Hall whenever you face adversity like this? He's been through it. He's overcome it. Oh, exactly right. Just the experience. You can't you can't buy that. It's it's. Uh... Something that these guys have been through in their in their time here, they know how to respond. They know what it's going to take to win uh, this this next week against a really good Iowa State team. But again, just just having that ability to to not panic, you know, not not just keep going about your business as normal. Just the the urgency to come back and what's expected of you here at Oklahoma and and all all three of the guys in my room understand that and they do a great job uh, delivering that message to the team. You, you look at what you guys are asking Braden Willis to do, Joe John. A lot of dirty work for Braden this season <laughs> uh, when, it, when it comes to the run game, uh, not catching a ton of passes, in it, but just kind of goes about his work every single game. And I assume he goes about his work every single day on the practice field. How, how have you felt Braden has, has fit into this role that you guys have kind of carved out for him in the offense this season? He's done a great job, and he's one of the strongest, uh, most explosive guys on our football team. It just happens that he hadn't, you know, caught a bunch of balls. But I think that's going to happen for him. You know, it's, I, I tell these guys all the time, you go do the hard work, the, the hard work that he's done all season, at some point it's going to pay off for you. It's karma. You know, he, you keep doing that grunt work. You, you do all the stuff for the team. Kind of like Jaden Hazelwood broke out a couple weeks ago because he was doing the, the dirty work for everybody else. You play for the team, and good things going to happen for you. And, and, and Braden's the perfect example of, of a team guy. He does not care. He he has not one time told me he wants the ball more. He just wants to go out there and win, do whatever it takes. And, and you can see right there, he's, he's always he, – he can make a play when you get him the ball. He's a little bit mad because he didn't get in right there because he got an opportunity. <laughs> but but when it comes to, to blocking, man, he's, he does a great job. He gets his hands inside and he will lock you down because he he's strong as an ox. Hey, you know, and it's, it's wild. I, I don't know, Coach, how in-depth we can go on this, but – you know, guys like Brayden Willis and Jeremiah Hall, they're going to have a decision to make because, right, with the extra year, do you guys talk about that? What's that process like? Because I know we're celebrating senior day with six super seniors, but there's a lot of decisions to be made on this team, right? There really is. You know, it's kind of a unique uh, situation for these guys where they have the opportunity to come back for, for another year. And, 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 yeah, we talk about it. We, we have to talk about it with recruiting and everything like that to see, you know, what kind of numbers we're going to have. Right. And, and so, you know, they're just they're contemplating what what's best for them, and we want to, we want them to do what's best for them, and uh, they just got, they have a decision to make. Not not a lot of people get to 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 stay for six years, 
you know, that that's the old Jason White deal. So. Yeah, yeah, Van Wilder, well, man. Well, doctors. Yeah, doctors, <laughs> right. They call them doctors, Tommy Boy. Um, Austin Stogner is the other guy uh, in that room that we haven't talked a lot about, but you know, I had a couple catches on Saturday. I, I mean, oh, he was open on that one. Yeah, oh. it seems like he's getting a little bit more comfortable, Coach. He is. I think he's getting more and more confidence as the year goes on. You can see his his uh, his speed of play, man. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger, getting closer uh, to what he was, you know, before the injury. And and uh, he can feel that. We can feel that. And that's why he's he's getting more opportunities in the past game. He was wide open, like I said last week, just missed him. But just got to continue to be in the right spot. Uh, just like I said earlier, for the quarterback so that they can gain that trust and get that get that hookup going. All right, looking looking forward to Saturday against Iowa State. As you're evaluating this defense, right, uh, the unique defense in college football, um, in my opinion, with what John Haycock does with them on the defensive side of things, Joe John, just what, what do you kind of see so far in your evaluation of Iowa State defensively? First thing I see is that that beard on your face. I mean, that thing is striking. Isn't it amazing? When the you camera know, comes I, on you, I mean, it is it sticks out. And, you know, there's not a lot of people that can grow a great beard. I happen to be one of them, but that beard too. is I was about to say, I've seen you with a, a burly beard or what's, two in your day. What's unfortunate is that that's like three days growth. Okay, no let's doubt. not be ridiculous. No doubt. It's like a couple of weeks. I just I cut it off and I let it grow. Right. And then I cut it okay. off and I let it grow. Right. When my wife tells me to shave it, I shave it. <laughs> but it's, easy. I it's easy, guys. <laughs> Iowa State, like you said, man, they kind of invented this defense. It's, it's kind of uh, being copied throughout college football. You know, Arkansas runs at Mississippi State, runs a version of it there. And so just all kinds of people running this uh, three safety defense where they have that, that kind of robber that sits about, you know, three or four yards behind the linebacker and he can run. He can run the alleys in the run game, and then he gets to be an extra dropper in the pass game. And they make it all look the same. They bring pressures from all over the place. And and uh, like you said, these guys invented it, so they're they're the most far, they're, they're the best at it, and they're the most far along as far as you know what all they can do out of it, how to coach it, how to adjust to it. And so it's a big time challenge to uh, get our guys to to understand exactly what they're trying to do, where they need to be in their run fits, and and. Uh, It'll be a tremendous challenge for us on Saturday again. Joe John, you, you look at what they do defensively as far as kind of how they spin those safeties and mix up who's in run support, who's not. What, what kind of challenge is it for your guys in this game, right? Because you've got edge players like number nine, Will McDonald, and then you've also got Aishim Young, number one, coming down into the box. You've got Eisworth playing around the line of scrimmage. They're like... How, how detailed and like how alert do your guys have to be with all the different things they do from a run fit perspective, man? Man, it is it is a challenge, and so uh, every single run game, you just take an extra time in the meeting room trying to uh, give your guys keys to look at. You know, as far as uh, is there a middle safety? Is there a robber safety? Is he is he trying to be in the run fit or is he trying to go deep to the deep middle? Like you said, they have all different types of. Uh, run fits and, and coverages, they can spend those safeties anywhere and everywhere. And so you have to be 100% locked in, especially when you're out in space, when you're you're split out as a receiver. Not quite as tough when you're in the box, but uh, when you're split out, you have to be aware of exactly what they're trying to do. And if your eyes are wrong and you get lazy on one play and you, you go back to your old rules, that robber's going to meet you at about one and a half yards from the, from the, uh, from the line of scrimmage and, and hit you in the mouth. So we got to be we got to be in the right positions. We also, 
you know, you can't get so over over worried or uh, over concerned about what they're doing. You still, like I said, you got to have that edge and go play physical. You can't let this defense take you take your edge off, and that's that's the big focus for this week. So our guys can go out and play fast and physical. One of one of the things that people always talk about with Iowa State now is the tight end group, and rightfully so. Charlie Kolar uh, going to be an early round draft pick type of guy there. Uh, Chase Allen, another really solid tight end. And they'll go two, three tight ends a lot with what they do offensively. Do your guys hear that? And they're like, you know what? <laughs> let's, uh, let's prove who the better tight end group is in this football game. Is that something they even care about, Joe John, or am I just kind of reaching for stuff? You know, I think you're reaching a little bit, but, you know, I, I don't hear that stuff. I don't hear it from them because, man, we're completely locked in. I think that's a challenge every single week. We're trying to outplay the other tight end group every single week. And I know these guys, they do a lot. You know, they're shifting, motioning, trying to trying to create uh, advantages in the run game. And then they'll, they'll slip them out in the pass game as well. But our guys are just focused on what we have to do and, and going and making plays and, and, and having that edge like, like we talked about. The, the Oklahoma Sooners and the Iowa State Cyclones are in a competition to see who can use their tight ends in, in more different ways. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Speaking of that, one of the guys we haven't talked about in your room is a topic here of our Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question every week. We take a Twitter question at OU on the air. Uh, what is it like coaching a coach's son? Jackson Sumlin has been in your room. Uh, see him a lot on special teams. What's that like? Uh, it's familiar for me. I'm a coach's son, so uh, yeah. I kind of grew up around it. And so I always think you can be a little bit tougher on those guys. They understand, you know, what, what coaching is all about. They've grown up around it their whole lives. And, and uh, it's a little bit even more unique for this because his dad was my tight end coach. And so we have a lot of good stuff to talk about, a lot of stories to tell. And, and I, I, I kind of let him in on some stuff that his dad used to say to me <laughs> uh, when we were coaching. I put that back on him. It kind of comes full circle, you know, and so <laughs> – uh, but Jackson does a great job, man. He, he, he contributes on special teams. He travels every week with us. He's locked in in the meeting room. And uh, for a young guy who's really a, uh, uh, a second-year guy, but first year, uh, you know, being a contributor on our team and, and in our offense, man, he does a great job. He's got a great attitude. He knows exactly what to do. We can put him in. He, and he has to know all of it. You know, if, if we go three tight ends or two tight ends, He's in there knowing he's got to know the why, he's got to know the H, he's got to know exactly what everybody's doing at all times. And if I ask him a question, he's always right on point. He's, he's kind of connected to me at practice. He just kind of follows me around and listens to what I'm telling every, everybody because he knows at any point he can be thrown in there. But he, he does a great job for us. I just, before we let Joe John go, uh, I've got to say, Man, I needed that. We're doing Christmas card pictures today, and now I, I feel I'm feeling confident <laughs> heading into it. Like he, he hyped up the beard. I was I, I wasn't sure should I shave it off or not. No. I'm keeping it, baby. Let's it's go. Good. It's good, right? I'm keeping it. Gotta keep it. You gotta keep it. If, <laughs> My if you, guy. If you can grow it like that, if you shave it off, it's a crime. That's right. Preach, Joe John. Hey, good luck this weekend, Coach. We've appreciated getting to uh, talk to you here on Coach's Corner this year. Have a blast on Saturday against hey, I appreciate State. it. i got to give a shout-out to my wife, Kaylee, the coach's wife. These guys never get enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> they never do. Smart they man. They never do. Smart <laughs> man. And those kiddos, dude, go look at those pictures from Halloween. They're awesome. All four of them. All four of them. <laughs> Congrats, Joe John. Have a good week, buddy. Thank you. That's Joe John Finley. We'll come back with Roy Manning next inside the Coach's Corner. Stick around. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Riverwind Casino, still the one.
OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. This segment is brought to you by Community Coffee, family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. All right, Roy Manning, final time this year. We get to talk to Coach Manning on Coach's Corner with Gabe. I'm playing. Uh, quarterbacks, Coach, it is a tough weekend, Coach. I know coming off a loss, but uh, what's the preparation for Iowa State been like, and have you seen this team respond in the way you would like defensively after the uh, tough loss to Baylor? Yeah, you know, the first thing is to, you know, uh, address the issues, you know, that uh, uh, they got us on Saturday and, um, you know, make sure we're honest about it and and uh, starts with us as coaches first and then, you know, relaying that message to the players and then, you know, uh, uh, moving on from it as fast as you can. You know, you, you, you want to accept responsibility and, and uh, see what you did wrong. But, again, you can't, you can't stay in that place. Uh, you got a game, you know, six days later. So, uh, and that's and that's what we've done. We've we've moved on that way. Uh, had had some a few uh, really good days of practice here, and uh, go continue that uh, throughout the week and, and make sure we're ready to go on Saturday. Roy, when you're when you're looking at the Baylor game, uh, how do you how do you emphasize it? Right when when you look at them, the defense playing three quarters of some really solid football, and then things kind of falling apart in the fourth. Like, how much do you emphasize? how good things were in those first three quarters and then how negative do you get with, you know, how things went wrong in the fourth? Like, how, how does that balance work as a coaching staff? Yeah, you know, the, the, the thing is, you know, 10 weeks into the season, uh, I, don't, I don't think you need to be negative. You know, I think that um, we've had enough uh, opportunities throughout the year to have those learning lessons and, and understand the things we need to do to be successful as well as the things that's going to, you know, uh, come back to bite us. And so I think our guys did a great job of, of owning it uh, uh, after the loss. And, you know, again, for us, it's just making sure that, you know, those things don't get us again. Um, you know, that has to be the focus. And, you know, yes, there, there's there's a lot of good in that take. Uh, and, and Again, you don't want to, uh, you know, pat yourself on the back because you don't get credit for playing good for three quarters or three and a half. You got to – you got to finish the game. And so I think that's the most disappointing thing uh, that all season we've been able to find a way to finish in the fourth and and uh, irregardless of how the game went. And uh, we didn't get that done on Saturday. So a uh, valuable lesson in that, and, and hopefully everybody uh, uh, learns that and, and we move on. Well, for me, one of the big positives is, A, watching you, getting to see your energy with your guys, and then, B, getting to watch you coach Woody Washington. Again, how nice was it to have zero back? It, it, it was awesome. You know, it, it was a bright spot. Um, you know, I, I remember as soon as the game was over, obviously you, you're feeling pretty bad. You know, we don't like losing here. We're not used to that feeling. And, uh, you know, as I'm sitting there on the bus before we left, I kept thinking to myself, you know, you know what, what I felt during that game. And, and that was one thing that, you know, in, in the back of my mind, you know, I said, hey, man, it was, it was good to have zero back out. I thought he played well. Um, if you're going to pull some positives out, uh, after missing, what, nine, ten weeks. Um, and so that, that was definitely one of those things uh, that I think we can build on moving forward. Roy, looking at what Baylor does offensively, right, and the emphasis they put on running the football, 
How did you feel your guys did against the physicality, right? Those wide receivers were better, some big, strong guys. Like, did you feel that they did a good job against Baylor's rushing attack? Uh, speaking of our guys? Yeah. In the second, yeah, you know what? My, my big emphasis was so much of their um, uh, game is, is built off the hard run, the zones, you know, getting guys running and then, you know, Hit, hit a guy on an over route or, or deep post, deep crosser. So, really, I just had my guys dialed in into the pass game, you know, even to the point where, um, I, you know, I, I was just, hey, don't 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 worry about, you know, uh, the run as, as much. You'll react to it if you need to. Just don't get beat on one of those deep over routes or crossing routes and because so much of their game is, is, is run you, run you, run you, and then hit you with shots and play actions. And so, they are who they were. They gave us a few new wrinkles uh, throughout that game, as does everybody. And, uh, you know, I, I thought we held our own from a physicality standpoint. But at the end of the day, um, again, you, you know, you, you play the game to win. They did more than we did to win, and, and, and credit to them and their game plan. They had a good game plan. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, you know. And uh, so, again, that's why you got to move on, look forward to the next opportunity. But credit to them, they, they executed you know, you, you mentioned when your guys are called upon, they can be physical. I think, obviously, in having Woody back, there's a physical tackler. And D.J. Graham, that's an area, Coach, where I feel like he's improved as well when it comes to being physical on some of those bubble routes and, obviously, in his tackling. Oh, no question. I think, you know, that's one of the things as you take a guy from high school to college, hey, man, here, here's some parts of your game <laughs> that uh, is also pretty important. You got to be able to get off blocks. You got to be able to tackle. You know, some of those guys are, hey, I'm a great cover guy, and that's great, you know. But, you know, on Saturdays, you got to tackle. You got to run support and th different things. So, uh, you know, I felt like we did that. You know, I think the, big, the bigger onus is when you play those teams that run so much or that predicate their game, uh, off of the run, you got to be really good when you have those opportunities to make uh, plays in the pass game. And, and, and we missed some opportunities on Saturday to do that. So, Hey, uh, I want to talk about your room and, and, and your guys specifically because we brought up having Woody Washington back and the difference that made. But can you take us through DJ Graham and his progression? You know, we talk about him being a physical tackler, and, and he obviously has that size, but – you know, made the big play this year against Nebraska, battled an injury for a couple of weeks. But how have you seen him progress? A guy that came in as a, maybe an offensive guy, took to corner last year, started playing a lot down the stretch. And is, I feel like Coach has really developed himself into a pretty good corner. Where have you seen his growth? Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, that, that transition isn't easy. Um, you know, from high school to receiver to playing at Oklahoma, you know what I mean, as a freshman. And, and so the thing that I've been most proud about him from year one to year two is how much he's just bought into it and, and, and really working on uh, the little details of his game to, to, to not just say, hey, I'm a good athlete that's playing corner. Now his mindset is, no, I'm a corner. You know what I mean? Right. And I want to be the best corner that I can be. Uh, his practice approach has been completely uh, uh, different from a year ago. And uh, I think that's why, um, you know, you may not have heard his name as much throughout the year, but that sometimes could be a good thing too because he's being steady out there. He's being consistent in a lot of ways and still has a long way to go. But um, DJ is a guy that I definitely have seen a lot of growth from year one to year two where he's a guy that, you, you know, now I'm comfortable. You kind of count on him to be who he is and, and things. You're not as worried about him. So We're sticking with DJ Grant for Icard's Intel, presented by Orthodontics exclusively. And it was a heck of a play, Gabe.
this is this is the life of a corner right here, <laughs> right? I mean, you're, sometimes you end up on an island, and sometimes a guy runs by you, but you don't give up on the play. Tyquan Thornton, that's a really good wide receiver as well for Baylor. And for DJ to not give up, Coach, you, you had to be really pleased with how he finished this play. I am. You know, we, we preach all the time, you're never out to fight. You know, you're never out to fight, you're never out to fight. And, and you know, in that, that life of a corner or a press corner, man, you know, you're trying to get hands on at the line. You're trying to stay on top of guys as they run the route. And then at the end of it, there's a finish. And, and so, you know, it may not go the way you want. You know, you can, you can start off in good position and, you know, maybe get you by a step or trip, stumble, whatever the case may be. But you always, always, always have to finish. And I think these guys have seen throughout the year that uh, if you watch NFL tape, you know, it's just the same thing. Guys beat by a step, maybe two steps. And guess what? The guys that finish typically have the best success. And so uh, it was great to see him finish. Not exactly how I drew up a PBU in my mind, but uh, – <laughs> You know, happy for him that, uh, you know, he was able to, you know, finish the deal there. We got uh, Iowa State coming in this weekend. We'll talk about the Cyclones offense next with Roy Manning inside the Coach's Corner. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&D. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively and the Oklahoma Healthcare Authority. Chick-fil-A. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points towards delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Final segment with Roy Manning. We're going to talk Iowa State in a bit, but a couple of other guys I wanted to get some perspective on. Coach, uh, we saw the move of Key Lawrence to your room a couple weeks ago, played well against Tech, maybe some growing pains against Baylor. How has he progressed, and do you see Corner being his long-term future? Yeah, you know, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. You know, Key's an extremely talented guy that I think can, can really play any of the three uh, defensive back positions for us. Um, and I think, you know, the, the thought process is just trying to get uh, uh, some productivity out of the position. You know what I mean? I think right. that um, when you're out there on the field, you know, one of the best 11, as we say it, you know, a uh, part of that comes with being productive. And so, um, we, you know, we moved him to corner, had a bunch of production against uh, Texas Tech. And then, like you said, last week um, maybe didn't play quite as well as you know, kind of we expected. But, you know, I, I, I think that the, the talent is there and just the maturation and, and getting comfortable playing the position, um, you know. But he's doing a heck of a job, you know, brings a bunch of juice and energy every single day, uh, willing to, to, to move around. So I've been proud of him. Uh, he'll be in there, be battling and things like that. But uh, – 
Yeah, we're better. We're, we're definitely a better defense when he's on the field. And, and before I let you and Gabe talk X's and O's, I do want to talk about some of the young guys because guys like Latrell McCutcheon, Joshua Eaton have seen some snaps this year. You even had Billy Bowman in your room for a while. But it's tough. You know, it's tough when you're a young guy and you're getting at this point of the season. And I know a lot of times it's kind of sometimes more psychological for these guys. The freshman wall. That's right. How do, you keep these, <laughs> how do you keep these guys engaged, Coach, and not frustrated? The, the freshman wall is is real. Um, <laughs> it, it's tough. Sure. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It, it, it's tough because, you know, all these guys are so highly recruited and uh, just eager to play. And, 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 you know, as that season goes on, I think that um, that margin for error is smaller and smaller. You know, I think that, you know, as, as the season starts to shape and, and you know exactly kind of what's on the line, uh, you know, those are hard decisions that we have to make each and every week. Uh, as coaches in terms of the rotations and who will play and how much. And I think that those guys just have to ultimately know that we have their best interests in mind. Um, you know, the message, you know, always used for some of those young guys is, you know, I'm, I'm saving you more than what you think. You know, you, you, you want to be out there and things, but uh, we've been doing this a long time as coaches, and I think those guys just have to trust us um, that we're not going to put them in a, a situation where they won't be successful. But by the same token, you know, that our confidence uh, is not uh, dependent on how much they play. You know, there's guys that may not play in a game, and we have the utmost confidence in them. It's just a matter of, you know, only so many guys can be out there, and at, at one point are you just rotating to rotate versus, you know, this guy I'm putting in the game because he's adding something that maybe we don't have. And so, uh, you know, they've done a good job um, as young guys battling through that. And here's the reality and we'll move on, is, is that any elite program and all the, you know, the big-time, quote-unquote, programs around the country, it's hard, man, getting on that field as a young guy. And uh, I, I think that we're no exception to that. So, Love to see it. Yep. It's all about the competition. Roy, looking at Iowa State, Xavier Hutchinson, number eight, he's as productive and as talented as a wide receiver as you guys have seen this year. What, what kind of challenge does he present for the guys in your room? No question. You know, I kind of have my my guys across the conference that is like, hey, man, I like this guy. You know what I mean? This guy plays hard or this guy is, you know what I mean? Uh, he's definitely one of those guys that, that, that I have circled as you better know where he's at at all times. Uh, obviously, they, 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 they're probably the best at, at um, you know, using their personnel the right way. You know what I mean? In terms of uh, doing what they do and, um, you know, catering that offense to the personnel and, uh, he's a guy that doesn't need a whole lot of touches to, to hurt you, you know. Uh, big play potential, like you see on those screens and things like that. And so uh, he, he presents challenges, you know. And uh, uh, I think that the, it's an exciting challenge for us um, as we continue to, you know, understand that everything's on the line, you know, these next few weeks. So uh, we're looking forward to getting uh, their best, and, and we know we'll give our best as well. Roy, you look at what they do with their tight ends and some of the things they do formationally, they're going to try to get some of your guys in the run fit, right? So you, you look at that. Are there a few extra, you know, getting off block drills this week, a few extra tackling drills? Like, is it something? How, how, do you, how do you emphasize that on the practice field, knowing that it's coming on Saturday? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, you know, even more so than the, the getting off blocks is just understanding that these tight ends are like, big receivers. I mean, these dudes are skilled now. You know what I mean? They get in and out of breaks like wide receivers, and, and they push off every time, as they should. You're six, 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 seven. <laughs> Guess what? It's big people on little people. And so from a matchup standpoint, uh, our guys have to understand that you got to be physical 
Uh, otherwise, they'll, they'll catch footballs on you all game long. And then, like you said, in the run game as well. So, I mean, we've seen our fair share now of, of tight end uh, operations this year. You know, the, the, the Big 12 has changed so much where it's not just an offensive air raid or, or a conference of air raid offenses. I mean, everybody's personnel and using bigger bodies across the board. Um, but it's more of, you know, being good at the catch point when you, when you play these guys because they know how to use their body and their size and, and, and length and position you a bunch. So big, big challenge ahead. 11 a.m. Saturday morning, home finale already seems crazy. OU and Iowa State. All right, Twitter question, Academy Sports and Outdoors before we let Coach get out of here. He saw it. What gets you motivated, Coach? What gets you ready for your hype videos post game? This is What's easy. Winning. <laughs> okay. Winning. There's no thought into a hype video until <laughs> uh, that clock strikes all zeros and you're in the locker room or whatever, you know, and I'm excited. And, and you know, I've taken some, some pushback from the fans, you know, uh, because here's the reality. If we don't win, you will not get a video from me because <laughs> I, I, I'm not excited about losing. And if we don't play well, there won't be a video because, again, I don't, uh, uh, you know, believe in that, you know. Uh, that's just a personal thing. So you got to win. You got to win the right way. Then I'll probably be talking and ranting and saying too much. So. <laughs> Hype videos are for winners. Is that's what, right. Is that, what Roy is there's saying. There's a takeaway. reserved. That's right, man. It's like coffee. It. It's for closers. The coffee's you know? for closers. Hype videos Period. for winners. Period. Uh, <laughs> coach, it's, it's a blast to watch you coach. It's even more fun to sit here and talk to you on Coach's Corner. We've appreciated your time this year. Good luck on Saturday. No doubt. Thank you. It'll be fun. It should be. That's Roy Manning. We'll wrap it up next inside the Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind Casino. Great stuff from Joe John Finley and Roy Manning, and we appreciate you guys for watching and listening to Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, along with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Blake. Okay, let's take a look at the Big 12. Big weekend coming up in the Big 12. Here's first what the standings look like as Oklahoma is still very much in play, Gabe, to end up in the Big 12 championship game and win yet another Big 12 title. But there is quite the log jam behind them right now. I... I don't like seeing Oklahoma State right there. I don't like it one bit, Plank. And it's a good football team. We just got to tell the truth. They're playing, they're playing better than anyone else in the conference right now. Now, that gets settled on the field next weekend, so we'll, we'll see what that ends up looking like. But Baylor sitting there hoping they get a break. Yep. Right? Hoping that something happens, hoping that it, it kind of uh, goes their way. So we'll, we'll see. Here's what the schedule looks like for this weekend. You mentioned Baylor hoping for a break. They don't get a break this weekend. Kansas State's playing really well right now. That's the 430 game this Saturday. The, the odds makers don't know everything, but right now, that game is a pick em. Wow. And then Texas Tech off their big win on Saturday hosts Oklahoma State well, before Well, if, if Donovan Smith uh, looks like Vince Young at quarterback again for the Red <laughs> Raiders, maybe that, maybe that game will be – It'll right. be a little more interesting. So, Gabe, in anticipation of Saturday's game against Texas going to lose, by the way. They got a tough one at West Virginia. We haven't talked yet about maybe the most important player. We've only got about 45 seconds here, but Brees Hall is a problem. Number two in the country in touchdowns. I've, I've gone back and forth this year with whether I think B. John Robinson or Brees Hall is the best running back in college football. Brees Hall's fantastic. It's amazing. And they're doing a better job of giving them the ball out of the backfield as a receiver. He can do he can do it all with the ball in his hands. He is a fantastic football player, and he is the key to what they do offensively. If Oklahoma's defense can shut Brees Hall down, if they can limit his production, 
I got all the faith in the world that Oklahoma's going to win this football game. If they can't, it's going to be a tight one. We'll have a uh, – I'm coming for you. Saturday morning, Gabe and I will be on the air with a 9 a.m. pregame show for the 11 a.m. kick. For our producer, Whit Viney, I'm Chris Plank. He's Gabe Eichert. We'll see you next week in the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this has been the Riverwind Casino Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.